Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Plant School Podcast. I'm Rachel, and here we learn about plants, how to care for them, how they work, and I keep it simple and taught in a way that anyone from beginner to expert can enjoy. Join me in Plant School. Hello, and welcome back to Plant School, or if this is your first time here, Welcome to Plant School. Today we're going to be doing something just kind of fun. It's been a while since I've done a top 10 episode and usually when I do them I'll have a guest on to share their opinion but for this one it's just going to be me and my opinion. Next one I'll probably have someone on so I hope you guys don't mind that this week is just my thoughts. But yeah, I wanted to share my top 10 rare houseplants. And before I get into it, I want to talk about what exactly makes a houseplant rare. Because honestly, I don't know if it's something that we really think about when we're talking about rare houseplants. It's just kind of an arbitrary term that's thrown around. So let's talk about it. In most cases, houseplants aren't rare due to habitat destruction or other threats like we normally think about. Maybe when we're talking more about environmental issues, when something is rare or endangered. And it can actually be illegal to own a plant like that, a rare plant that's endangered because of habitat destruction or things like that. I tried to look up like what the laws are, but they vary from country to country. So I would say if there's a plant that's endangered or something like that, do not pick it and put it in your house. Like there are some rare orchids that can get you in a lot of trouble if you are ever found to have one. But anyways, when we're talking about rare houseplants, they're usually rare because they're highly sought after. So the price goes up because there is not enough supply to meet the extreme demand. So it's simple economics going on here. When people want something and there's not enough of it, prices go up. So that's one reason why houseplants can be rare. And they can also be rare because they are viewed as special or being remarkable or really appealing. And oftentimes these are the variegated varieties of plants and they don't occur in nature. They're very unique and hard to replicate or cultivate. So the supply is usually always going to be lower than the demand. So therefore, prices are going to stay up and this is going to stay a rare plant just because it's really hard to make these plants. And then there are also some houseplants that are labeled as rare to make them seem more desirable or more expensive or sought after. And really, they are not. They're just a common houseplant. So that's like the downside of it. Some people use it as a marketing ploy. Is that moral or not? Honestly, I think 
It's not. It gives me the same vibe of when sellers claim that house plants can clean the air. Like, oh, buy this snake plant because it really cleans the air. And as we know, house plants, they can clean the air if they're in a sealed vacuum, like they did when NASA tested them. But we don't live in sealed vacuums. We live in open homes. Air is constantly being exchanged. And so a house plant really doesn't make a dent in your air quality. So that's the kind of vibe they give me of like, oh, this houseplant can clean the air. Oh, this houseplant is rare. It's like, mm, but is it really? No, perhaps not. So just like as a word of caution, when you see someone advertising a plant is rare, do a quick Google search, use like the shopping tab on Google, and it should give you a good idea of the price that it really is demanding and if it's really a rare plant. I would say if you are consistently seeing prices like over $50 or if there's like a cutting of a plant and it's over 40 or something like that, it's probably rare. People are probably wanting it and it's hard to replicate, so it's something that's really desirable. But if it's really inexpensive, you can then tell that it's a common houseplant and they're just using a sneaky marketing ploy on you. So I mentioned that some plants are rare simply because they come into style and people really want them and it's not because they're hard to cultivate, it's just the market hasn't caught up. So one example of this is the Palea peperomoides. It's also known as the Chinese money plant, but it was extremely rare in the U.S. for a while, but it was super common overseas just because the U.S. didn't really have a supply because it wasn't a popular plant and then all of a sudden it was. So now it's everywhere. You can find it at the grocery store. It's no longer rare in the U.S. And just to like show you what has happened, so a simple little four inch cutting, not even like a full plant with roots, just a cutting used to be $45 here in the US. But now you can find them at your grocery store at Walmart for less than $10 for a full plant. So for a fraction of the cost, you can get a much bigger plant And this is just me, Rachel's idea. This is like where I have a problem with rare plants because I am very much someone who would rather be patient and get a good deal than pay $45 for a tiny cutting and be the first one with that plant. I'm not cutting edge. I'm not cool like that. I'm the type of person who waits for the movie to be on Disney+. Plus. I don't go see it in the theater. Are most people like that? I don't know. Me and my husband are, but I don't know if everyone's like that. So for me, when people are going crazy about rare plants, I'm like, uh, I really do not care that much to be the first to have it if it's something that the supply just hasn't caught up. If it's something that's rare because it's variegated and really hard to make, then maybe I will dabble into that because it's beautiful, it's different and fun. But I can definitely wait for the supply if that's the issue in it being rare. That's my hot take. Or maybe it's not even a hot take. Maybe nobody cares. I don't know. Okay, so with that being out of the way, now we know what a rare houseplant really means. These are my top 10 houseplants. And I chose this top 10 based on just like my personal preferences on what I thought was interesting, what is actually rare right now because I just told you how I'm not into plants that are just a fad and the price will eventually go down. That's not my thing. These are like actually rare because they're hard to cultivate. And yeah, I think 
they look cool. So if you've wanted to get into rare plants, this is a great list to maybe look into, maybe pick out a few things. I didn't choose like any crazy ones because like I said, I'm not super into the rare houseplant world. And so a lot of my top 10, some of them are pretty cliche, but they still look cool. So here we go. First one, maybe my most cliche one of them all, you can probably guess what it is. It's the variegated Monstera Deliciosa. And I couldn't resist having this on my list. I know that everyone oohs and ahs over these and I'm no different. I think it's gorgeous. And there's a few different types of them. There's the Monstera Albo Variegata and the Monstera Thai Constellation. So they look a little different based on their variegation. And the reason why they are so pricey is because it's very difficult to cultivate the variegation in a Monstera. And their leaves are not the fastest growers in the whole world, so that's another reason why they are staying rare. In 2020, a variegated Monstera sold in New Zealand for $3,461, and it was only expected to go for around $1,400, so it went for almost three times that price. And in that instance, they were kind of on the cusp of market, like this was a very new thing. So now you can get a variegated Monstera for about $100 up to $1,000. You can get a cutting of them, so you'd have to root it and get that going, but you can buy one of those for around $40 to $80, but obviously bigger plants demand a bigger price. And just for reference, like a normal non-variegated Monstera Deliciosa, they're about $20 to $60. So super affordable, but if you want a variegated one, the cheapest you could probably ever find is $100, and they can get really pricey really fast, but they are beautiful. So I tried to include like a good mix of rare plants. So my second one, and this is in like no order in particular, is the Twisted Cactus. And its scientific name is Cereus forbesii spiralis. And it was once so rare that only wealthy plant enthusiasts could have one. Now it's a bit more common, but still rare. Has a bluish green twisting stem. So it kind of looks like someone grabbed a cactus and then just like spun it around. It's it's really interesting looking and it does flower in the springtime. It has this beautiful bright pink flower and prices to buy one range from around $20 for a very small one up to $100. So it's on the more affordable side of rare plants, especially coming from the Monsteras and talking about them. All right, we're gonna take a quick pause right here for our sponsor. And when we come back, I will continue on my list of my top 10 rare houseplants. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you wanna tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, and jumping back into my top 10 list, we're on number three. This is also a classic one that you guys have probably heard of if you've been around houseplants. It's the philodendron pink princess. Couldn't resist this one again. It's pink. It brings like a fun color into your home. And what's interesting is that this plant was available. It was actually really cheap, but it just wasn't very popular. But around 2019, it got crazy popular and there was no supply. So those that were available were really expensive. So supply has caught back up, but it is still a little bit expensive. You can find them for anywhere from $20. And if you want a really big, nice one, they can go up to like $400. Most, I would say, are like in the $60 to $90 range for a normal sized one. And this one is one that's kind of still advertised as being rare, but it is on its way out of being really rare or sparse. So in this case... Rachel is definitely going to wait this one out and buy it when it's more affordable. But I don't know. I've like never seen one at Lowe's and Home Depot. And those are probably the stores that have plants that I'm at the most. So time will tell. Next one, which is related to the one I just gave, is the Philodendron White Princess. So this one, as you can tell from the name, it has white variegation instead of being more pink. The name was probably obvious enough for you to figure that out, but prices for the White Princess are more around $30 up to $100 depending on the seller. A little less expensive than the Philodendron Pink Princess. Number five is another Monstera. It's the variegated Monstera monkey leaf, or the scientific name is the Monstera adansonii variegata archipelago. That is a mouthful, but this one just might be my favorite. So it's a smaller Monstera, and it's variegated, obviously, and it has these large white patches of variegation. And they're rare because they do grow more slowly, and people just really value variegation, so there's a high demand in that, and because it isn't easy to cultivate, it remains to be a rare plant. And these plants are on the pricier side. The average prices are around $130 up to $600. So this would like be something I'd really have to talk myself into buying. Here's another thing why I struggle with rare plants is that's like a lot of money and a lot of stress. Like what if I kill this thing? Like my children give me enough stress in keeping them alive and happy and well and here I'm going to add an expensive plant and like what if my kid smacks it off the shelf so many things I'm not going to get into it you don't need to be into my stressed out mind but just know that that's another reason why I sometimes struggle to get into rare plants is because it's just an added stress to my life and sometimes I just don't know if I'm ready for that maybe when I'm an old lady I will be buying rare plants my next one, number six, is the variegated philodendron minima. And this plant kind of looks similar to a monstera, especially to those who aren't familiar with houseplants, but it is a philodendron and it is rare because the variegation is really hard to cultivate. Again, the most expensive variegated philodendron minima started a bidding war on an app called trade me and it sold in new zealand for five thousand three hundred dollars in 2020. 
Also, what is going on with New Zealand? This is the second rare houseplant that is sold there for a lot of money. Maybe New Zealanders are just super into that. I'm not sure. Maybe there's a lot of like houseplant collectors out there, which go them. Throw that money around, you know, you do what you want to do. And I forgot to mention this earlier, but these variegated houseplants, a lot of them on my list have been variegated houseplants. When they are sold, they are variegated and will most likely stay that way. But there is a chance that the new leaves will revert back to being non-variegated because it is a mutation in the plant to have this variegation. And so there is a risk that these plants can turn back to normal. And that's not what you want. You bought it to be variegated and beautiful. But just know that when you do buy something like this, there's a chance that that happens. Alright, next houseplant number seven is the Shenzhen Nongke Orchid. And this one was mostly just for fun. It's not actually like a realistic suggestion for you guys because this is currently the most rare plant and expensive houseplant in the world. So yeah, this is just for fun. And the reason why is because it is completely man-made. It takes years for it to bloom, like four to five years for it to bloom. And it's currently not available anywhere. That's because it's a creation of man and it's a closely guarded secret. Those who created it are not sharing it. It took them eight years to develop and the people that created it were agricultural researchers at the Shenzhen Nongke group. So super secretive and if you try and google it to go and buy it, you're like, Rachel, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to Google this orchid and I'm going to go buy it. No, you literally cannot find it. There is nowhere for you to buy it because it is that rare. If you do see someone trying to sell you one, it's a sham. It's not real because the last one that sold was at an auction in 2005 and it sold for $202,000. That's crazy. Do you ever just have moments of like, I don't know, like me and my husband, we're just trying to save for our first home. And then there are people out there that are buying a single plant for $202,000. Like sometimes I'm just like, huh, wow, that's something. I I don't know what to do with that information. Makes me feel a little sad when I think about it too long. Anyways, my number eight is a variegated syngonium. So syngoniums have these arrowhead-shaped leaves and the variegated syngonium has these really pretty splashes of white variegation. And it's rare because the variegation is really hard to cultivate again, but it is easy to propagate. So this plant is one of the more affordable ones. Prices are around $30 to $80 for the most part. You can get more expensive ones than that, but usually they're in the $30 to $80 range. My next one is the Desert Rose. I thought this one was just so pretty. Its scientific name is Adenium obesum, and this plant is a rare succulent. It has a really thick trunk, and its branches have these fuzzy thorns. Then it has leaves and these pink blooms, or they can be white. They kind of look similar to like a ginseng ficus, where you see like those really thick, funky trunks. Sometimes they look a little like humanoid. I've seen people make reels 
where the trunk of the ginseng ficus looks like a bum, things like that. So it looks like that on the bottom, and then on the top, it's more succulent with these blooms and thorns. Some varieties are more rare than others, so it kind of depends on what you're looking for, but they range in the price anywhere from $20 to $90. And number 10, which... I'm looking at my list. I realized I did 11. We get a bonus one, everyone, because apparently when I was researching, I did not know how to count. So here we go. Number 10 is the philodendron gloriosum. Another philodendron. I know. They're just a good species of plant, I guess. So this one has big heart-shaped leaves and it has white veining. They get really big leaves and they kind of spread out because it is a vining plant, but it's different in the fact that this one is rare, not because of the variegation, but because of those white veins. Prices range anywhere from $50 up to $300. And lastly, number 11, because why not, is the Monstera obliqua. And this Monstera, this is like another one where I'm suggesting it, but honest to goodness, I don't think I would buy this one. I'll tell you why. It has really large fenestrations on it, and fenestrations are those holes in a leaf. Like, you think of a Monstera deliciosa, you think of those big holes in the leaves. That's exactly what the Monstera obliqua has, except they are huge to the point that there's like almost no leaf. It's almost like it's made of thread. There's more hole than leaf. That's all I'm saying. So this plant looks super similar to the Monstera adansonii. And I mentioned one earlier on my list. There was a variegated variety that made it onto my rare plant list. But the normal ones, they're not super rare. But the Monstera obliqua they are rare. So you have to be careful because sometimes sellers will sell you in Adansonii Monstera under the guise that it is an obliqua, but the obliqua leaves are larger and they are wider than the Monstera Adansonii. And just to like show you how closely and how hard it is to kind of tell sometimes, I accidentally bought a Monstera Adansonii. Accidentally is a loose term. I'm the one who put it in my cart. I definitely meant to buy it. But when I bought it, it was on the clearance shelf. It was a little crunchy looking, but I didn't care. It was only 10 bucks and it came in this cute pot. And it was pretty big size, but the tag said philodendron. I quickly realized after I had brought it home and I saw these like big, long aerial roots. I'm like, this is not really looking like a philodendron. This isn't what a philodendron does. And I realized it's a Monstera, and it's a Monstera adansonii, which I mentioned are not rare, unless it's variegated, mine is not. But when I used my app to confirm that indeed it was a Monstera, my app told me that it was a Monstera obliqua. And I had been researching this episode, I knew that it definitely was not just this rare houseplant I had accidentally bought, but just so you know, even apps have a hard time telling the difference between the two because they both have large fenestrations in their leaves. And if you want to tell the difference, just make sure you do your homework before because there are ways to tell them apart. Obliquas very much so have larger fenestrations and are much more fragile than an Adansonii. 
So Monstera Obliqua ranges in a cost from around $100 up to $400. You aren't going to find it for $10 on the clearance rack at Lowe's like I did. That's another giveaway that it was a Monstera ad in Sony Eye, not an Obliqua. But it's really interesting looking. I would just worry that like I would blow on it and it would like break or something else would touch it, but they are so interesting looking just because they are so thin and more whole to them than there is actual leaf. And that concludes my top 10 rare house plants, or should I say my top 11 rare house plants. As far as buying my top 11 house plants, obviously that orchid is off the list. We can't, we can't be paying $202,000 here. But if you do want to dabble into rare plants, I would recommend any of the ones that I included on this list, minus an orchid, and to go to a local shop or a local rare houseplant shop. I don't personally have one in my town, but I know that a few towns away, I have a local rare plant shop. So they are around and you know that the people running them are definitely not going to scam you. Buying rare plants online can be a little more risky, especially when it involves larger amounts of money like these plants do because they are rare. I guess I'm just making the point that it's nice to use an expert that is there in person at a houseplant store or a rare plant shop because they can turn you in the right direction and get you the rare plant that you're wanting. But with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to my top rare houseplants. I hope you learned something new and I hope that you have a great week and will join me next week for another episode of Plant School. Thank you for being here and listening today, and I hope you'll join me next week. If you'd like to support this podcast and keep it going, you can find the support link below in the description and donate. Or, I have some awesome Plant School merch, including stickers, shirts, and mugs, and the link to my shop is in the description as well. And if you don't want to spend any money but still support the podcast, share this podcast with a friend, either verbally or electronically. This will even qualify you for my giveaway. Just message me on Instagram at tinnyplant that you shared the podcast with a friend, and you'll be entered in for a chance to win some goodies. Winners will be announced on the podcast. Again, thank you for listening and I hope you have a great week.